Welcome to the special Easter edition of Redeeming the Chaos with Laurie Christine. Come and see part one. Did you ever think about the fact that we spend an entire month getting ready for Christmas, but Easter often seems to sneak up on us? Well, not this year. For 30 days leading up to Easter, I will be reading to you from my Easter devotional book, Come and See, 30 Family Bible Stories for Easter. Come and See invites families of elementary age children to experience firsthand the anticipation, the sorrow, the tragedy, the fear, and the ultimate triumph of Jesus' death and resurrection. Through the eyes of six eyewitnesses, you will be led on a journey through the busyness of the streets of Jerusalem to the despair of Golgotha and finally to the celebration of the empty grave. Come and see Mary's love poured out when she anoints Jesus in Bethany. Come and see Judas's cunning plan to betray Jesus. Come and see Peter's confused reaction when Jesus washes the disciples' feet. Come and see Nicodemus's confliction when Jesus is sentenced to death. Come and see John's agony as he watches his best friend suffer and die. Come and see Mary Magdalene's jubilation when Jesus appears alive once again. This book includes 30 short devotional stories, each with accompanying scripture references and questions for discussion and imagination. Use this book to create deeper connections with your kids this Easter as you read and discuss what it would have been like to experience firsthand the events of the Holy Week. May you gain a deeper understanding of the love and life our Lord offers as you and your family prepare your hearts for the celebration of our risen Savior. As I mentioned earlier, we are going to be reading one story each day leading up to Easter. You are welcome to grab the kids and listen together for your family Bible time. Or if you would rather read to your kids on your own, you can download a free copy of the ebook on my website. Just go to easterstory.faith, or you can also find a copy at redeemingthechaos.com. Let's jump into our story. Come and see chapter one, a big surprise told by Mary, sister of Lazarus. I was so excited I could hardly wait. It was the week before our Jewish feast of Passover and Jesus and his disciples were coming to our town of Bethany to visit. The last time I had seen Jesus was when my brother Lazarus had died and Jesus brought him back to life again. A miracle indeed. Now, Jesus would be coming with his disciples to have a meal with us. We all gathered at the home of our friend Simon, whom Jesus had healed from leprosy. My sister, Martha, of course, was doing her Martha thing, cleaning, preparing food, helping to get the house ready for our guests. I guess I should have been helping her, but I was just too excited. I couldn't wait to listen to Jesus teach again. Whenever I would listen to him, my heart would overflow with joy, and I couldn't get enough of what he was saying. This time, when Jesus arrived, I really wanted it to be special. I had planned a little surprise for Jesus to show him how much I loved him. Jesus and his friends finally arrived, and I ran down the path to meet them. Jesus! I called out and waved as they approached our home. Hello, Mary, Jesus replied, a smile creasing his face. 
I hugged him tightly and welcomed the other disciples as well. James and John, how's the fishing going these days? John put an arm around my shoulder as the group gathered in our courtyard. It was so good to see them here again. I called to my sister and brother. Martha, Lazarus, come see who's here. Lazarus came around from the back of the house where he had been preparing a goat for us to eat for dinner. He ran to Jesus, throwing his arms around him in a tight embrace. Lazarus, you're looking great. Jesus pounded Lazarus on the back and winked at me with a twinkle in his eye. Man, last time I saw you, you smelled like you had been dead for four days. Lazarus laughed, a loud, hearty laugh, indicating that he was, in fact, alive and doing very well. My heart still aches when I think about those four long days after Lazarus had died. We didn't understand why Jesus took so long to arrive. But later, we did understand. Jesus brought Lazarus back to life. Jesus explained to us that he is the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in him will never die. It was finally time for the feast. Martha and I showed everyone where to sit around the long, low table. Jesus, of course, was sitting at the place of honor at the head of the table. Each of the men sat on the floor with their legs stretched out beside them. As I helped Martha serve the meal, roasted goat meat, barley cakes, figs, fish, and goat cheese, my heart pounded, anticipating what I was about to do. It was almost time for my big surprise. I wanted so badly for Jesus to know how much I loved him. As the men ate and chatted around the table, I quietly crept up behind Jesus and sat down at his feet. From inside my apron, I pulled out a small clay jar filled with precious and fragrant oil. This little bottle was my most prized possession. My father had given it to me so that I could one day sell it and use it to pay for my wedding day. But Jesus was more precious to me than any wedding day, than any husband, than any treasure I could possess. I wanted Jesus to have my very best. I removed the stopper from the jar. My hands felt sweaty as I thought about what I was about to do. As soon as I opened the jar, a strong fragrance like a field of lilies filled my nostrils and began to penetrate through the room. The disciples noticed it, too. What is that smell? one asked. Where is that scent coming from? Wow, somebody is wearing strong perfume today. The men around the table searched the room to see where the aroma was coming from. I didn't care. I wasn't worried about what anyone else thought. I knelt down and poured some of the perfume onto Jesus' bare feet. As the oil ran down between his toes, I leaned over and wiped his feet with my long, dark hair. I glanced up at Jesus, hoping for a sign of affirmation. His eyes met mine, and I could see the love and appreciation on his face. He knew. He knew how much I loved him and wanted to serve him as my Lord. Woman, what in the world are you doing? A harsh voice cut through the stillness. Judas Iscariot. Of course it was Judas. Of all Jesus' disciples, I liked him the least. In fact, I never understood why he was one of Jesus' followers in the first place. He was always so bitter and critical of everyone. Greedy, too. He was the one in charge of the finances for Jesus and his disciples, and it seemed he only cared about the money. Maybe a little too much. Judas stood and walked toward me. What is this waste? he bellowed. Jesus, why are you allowing her to do this? 
Clearly, Judas did not approve. This oil is worth a year's wages. This money could have been given to the poor. I cringed. Was it true? Had it all been wasted? Had I made a huge mistake? My face grew hot, and I wanted to melt away into nothingness and forget this ever happened. What was I thinking? I turned away to hide my tears of embarrassment. But then Jesus touched my arm. I hesitated to look at him, but he reached out and gently lifted my chin to look into his face. He did not condemn me. His dark eyes were full of compassion and gentleness. At that moment, I knew I had not made a mistake. I knew that I was not a mistake. I had chosen to demonstrate my love for my Lord in an extravagant way. My Jesus deserved no less from me. Jesus spoke. His words were firm, yet kind. Judas, leave this woman alone. You do not know what you are saying. You will always have opportunities to give to the poor, but my time here is short. Mary understands this. She has shown her love for me by anointing my body in preparation for my burial. Because she has honored me with her actions, she too will be honored throughout all of history. Her example of love will never be forgotten. I felt as if I could sing or dance or both. Jesus had approved of what I had done and accepted my act of worship. My heart swelled as if it would burst with joy. And yet I wondered, what was Jesus talking about when he said I had anointed his body for burial? Too soon we would all find out what he meant. Thank you so much for joining me for this special Easter edition of Redeeming the Chaos. I hope you will join me again tomorrow for the next chapter of Come and See. If you just can't wait to find out what happens next, go to easterstory.faith to download your free copy of the entire ebook, complete with discussion questions and accompanying scripture passages. May God bless you this Easter season as we celebrate our risen Savior. 